friends and fellow adventurers, welcome to the MinMax Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. As always, we want to invite you to join our Discord where you can hang out with us and other listeners of the show. And if you'd like to throw a little financial support our way, you can check out our Patreon. And a shout out to all of those that are big number level and above. Carnifex! I owed him that. I forgot him last week. Wolf! Rock Jedi, Blardimus Slump, Thunder Mammoth, Elisa Ellie, Emily S, Das Chris, Dickie Lopez, Alex K, Mordine, Doma Elaka, Dr. Grinis, Forevermore, Frank L, Just Mike Works, Ross D, and Treehugger. And that means we have officially hit our next goal. Big thanks on that to Blodimus Slump for creating his own tier specifically to help us reach that goal. Coming soon, we will be releasing another full adventure path. We're actually going to be converting a 1E adventure path to 2E. And that adventure path is Return of the Rune Lords. Thank you all so much for your support, and we cannot wait to share this adventure with you. And now a recap of Session 71. After having discovered a secret tunnel at the base of the tower after a giant fight and uh, being quite injured, we open it cautiously to find a giant statue in there. We decide that can fuck off until we've had a rest. We head back into the woods for the night, attempting to not be found. We are successful in this, we think. The next day, we prepare to head into the tower. We decide to utilize the secret tunnel door. As we make our way there, we're not overly stealthy and are spotted. A bunch of Zolgaths come out to meet us. This turns out to be a bad decision for them, as they get wrecked by spells and then smacked by Jeb and Peach Pie when they get close. All in all, they saved us quite a bit of trouble by coming to us. <laughs> Those fools. Now I've used up all my spells again. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It was a pretty big combat. Lou, how many bile sacks do we get? Uh, yeah, basically you're looking at uh, four scimitars, a bunch of spears. It's the same stuff that you get from these guys every time. Which Anything is magical. A plus one striking dagger. Hmm, okay. The dagger that he threw at you originally was just a regular dagger, but the one that he carries here, this is a plus one striking dagger. Everybody needs striking. I need double striking. Let's sell it. I can make my staff a plus one striking staff. Hell yeah. Or when you're in the bar and you have to tap somebody on the head. <laughs> I mean, Moonlight has a plus one striking spiked gauntlet for some reason, so you know. What? Why? Because <laughs> they picked it up off of one of those Zelgats. How much is that worth? Let's fucking sell it, man. Oh, it's not worth that much. 100 gold for plus one strike? Yeah, it's only 100 gold. To sell it, you get, what, half that? Yeah, so we basically get, what, 12 gold apiece. So you guys end up picking up a uh, a magical dagger off of it. Uh, you've seen the striking rune enough at this point. This one's different, but of course a lot of magical languages just look same, same to you. Wizard, they just all blend together. So you're able to identify it pretty quickly. What do you all do after the combat? You're about 15 minutes away from the tower. About another five until you can safely quash your potions. I mean, I don't even know if we need to go invisible anymore. They fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> well, does anybody feel as though they need to recover at all? Jeb and I both took a decent amount of damage. First off, I'm going to use... Pop your residence and call it a day. 
Yeah. Same. You're also both the two healers. The resonance. Heal yourselves yeah. while we go. How much is the resonance giving us these days? I think it's 50. I'm going to save my resonance for combat. But. It'd be fast healing 5 for a minute, so 50. Yeah, I'll use mine. Well, I'm going to use heal animal to get turtle back to full. And then I guess I'll roll it. No, wait, I can't. No, you got a couple. You've got, what, three mushrooms for today? Yeah, too? that's what I was going to do. Is it fast healing six now? It's, be, it's every two levels beyond fifth, so it's odd levels. Yeah, you're right. Seven, nine, eleven, it, it's six. I just fucking munched on some mushrooms. Jeb chomped <laughs> some mushrooms. Uh, Peach Pie, you should have gotten 60 back from yeah. the rest of Yeah, I mean, I was only down 40, so that's fine. Oh, so it doesn't matter either. But for the future. For the future. It's now 60. So you don't actually have to spend any time waiting at this point. By the time you get off the resonant reflections, uh, Jeb eats some some mushrooms. You hear that horn, that war horn calling, coming from the direction of the tower. I say, they're not coming back. Wait, so did we find a war horn on these guys? Uh, there is one. It's crude. There's nothing magical about it. Blow it. Peach pie, blow it. Peach pie blows it. <laughs> Peach pie blows it. Now we need to get the fuck out of here before more show up. You guys head straight for the tower from there, right? So yeah, we'll head due west and then take those potions. And I feel like we should, like, run. Hustle, I think, is an exploratory action. You can hustle, yeah. You want to hustle from here? Cut all the time in half? Yeah, because, I mean, if we can get past the terracotta guy without him knowing we're there because we're invisible, that might be useful. Basically just run the rest of the way. You guys, uh, yeah, run the rest of the way. I'm assuming you take your invisibility potions right before you need to. So if we're 15 minutes away, if we were hustling, that would get us there in less than 10 minutes. We could take it now and just run there, basically. That's true. That leaves you with uh, three and a half minutes of invisibility potion by the time you reach the base. That's 35 rounds of invisibility. Uh, You end up approaching the eastern side, so you have to sidle along the base of the tower moving south to get to that southern side where the defensive platforms jut out. Since you stick close enough to the wall, you don't see anything directly, but everybody give me perception checks as you're uh, making your way to the secret opening. 38. You win. Not 38? Yeah, not 38. Most certainly the wizard hears this and understands it in hushed tones on the defensive platform above you. You hear, Isaka's waiting inside. We have to let her know when they get here. Keep an eye out. And you hear this like smack and uh, another good eye. Yes, yes, okay, fine. A Zolgath skirmisher walks up to the edge of one of the defensive platforms and is like, Watching and do it, you know, putting his hand to his eyes to shade from the sun and looking intently out. You are able to approach the secret entrance leading into where the stone statue stands in the middle of the hallway. So now that you're standing in front of the door, which is closed, invisible, what do you do? We open it and try to run past it. Let's start with opening it. Let's, <laughs> Let's take one step at a time. Let's open it. I go up to the door, and I wait. Should we check it for traps? I mean, this is the same door we've already opened once before. It is the same door. Yep, fuck it. I open the door. Invisibly. 
down a long stretch of hallway, 10 feet wide, 20 feet high. At the end of it stands that large stone golem. It stands, spans the width of the hallway, and he stands right in front of the opening into the room beyond, where you see this just cascade of colors all coming in on this central location that you can't really see because the golem's in the way. It hasn't done anything. You're still invisible as of this moment. What do you do? I move forward ten feet. Nothing happens. I move forward up to here, within about twenty feet of the statue. Still no reaction. It's just standing there. Does it look like we could get past it? Like I know you said it took up the whole space, but Well, I mean there's some space over it. We're just gonna have to open Oh, just gonna. Oh, just gonna. Just gonna, just gonna, just gonna oh, sorry. Oh, oh. Gonna squeeze by you here. <laughs> well, sorry about that. It's, there, it's our Minnesotan powers that allow us to do it. <laughs> if you want to make your way through it, you're gonna have to either go over it. There's some space over it. There's maybe no. Can't go over it. You could try can't to go, go sneak under, under it. it, right? <laughs> uh, imagine its feet are actually. In wedged in the corners of where the walls meet the floor, so it's got a decent so wide you're stance. Me there's some, yeah, there's some space between its legs, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Peach by, in a very silly clown way, I will get down onto my back and then like try and slowly shimmy my way sillily <laughs> between the statue's legs. <laughs> I like how you describe it sillily when none of us can actually see it. <laughs> you know, that just really fits with the whole nature of Beach Pie. He wants to be silly, but just doesn't work out. Nobody can see you in this Nobody instance can see anyways. You. He does all this work trying to be a funny clown, and it doesn't even matter. That's dedication. Beach Pie, give me a perception check. Is everybody still standing halfway down the hallway here? It's a good 90, 90 feet. It's a long hallway. The rest of the party is about halfway down the hall. Peach Pie is shimmying under the golem. I get a 36 perception check. I am assuming I see what is ever is under that toga that it looks like this statue is wearing. Yeah, it's absolutely wearing a stone toga. So are we talking like a statue of David type thing, or what's going on here? Well, first things first, I need you to also make an accompanied... You're going to say a stealth check, aren't you? Stealth check, yeah, yes. That's, uh, I was afraid of that. Nat 20, 22. Hot damn. Peach, Pie, <laughs> Peach Pie's invisible and doesn't make a goddamn sound. Peach Pie, wow, a 19 and a 20. That's just, you guys needed a good start to this. You, you good really did. Night, boys. Uh, okay, so two things. Well, three things, really. First, let's just do the, the first thing, which has to be the room description. The center of the tower is occupied by a massive domed chamber, 60 feet high with four large alcoves. Each alcove houses a defaced statue of Aradin. Corridors lead out of this room in each of the north alcoves and one between the two south alcoves, which is where you guys are coming in. In addition, a 10-foot diameter shaft pierces the apex of the dome. <laughs> Dozens of silvery mirrors float in the air in a series of concentric rings slowly rotating in opposite directions. A pedestal 
In the center of the room supports a large, multifaceted crystal. A beam of bright light extends through the shaft into the dome above and strikes the crystal, where it is refracted into hundreds of rays that bounce across the room, creating a kaleidoscope effect of colors on every surface. So this room is just lit up. The second thing, Peach Pie, when you get under the golem... Here we go, here it comes. You start to feel weightless. In fact, your body floats up off the ground a couple of inches. Not like out of your control. Oh. You feel like you might actually be able to like fly in this room. Well, that's why I'm able to do it so stealthy. I don't have to scurry along the ground. I'm just floating. It's as soon as you cross the threshold into the room. Whoop. Now, that's the room itself. You also see hugging one of the mirrors, like hiding behind it, is this small, pale, white-haired woman holding a heavy crossbow in one hand and using the other to hang on to the edge of the mirror as it's floating in a circle. She looks like this. Is that a fucking Darrow? With an appropriate check, yes. That is a Darrow. Okay. Oh, the Darrow. Uh, like the drow version of a gnome? Oh. Yeah. I think Spurf Neblin are actually oh, that's new dark, deep gnomes. I think Darrow are just evil small creatures. Oh, maybe. This is a Darrow. Okay. So so you were right, I was but right you were wrong. I was, right, I was right while being wrong. Yeah. I also need to cover. There are two Zolgaths that are also in this domed room. One of them is skulking around the corner, right near the opening to where Peach Pie is coming out. And it's that resin seep Zolgath. Oh, good. They were so lovely. That you had encountered out on patrol. And finally, hanging on the wall of the dome is a Zolgath that you haven't seen before. Oh, okay. The hook limb Zolgath is using its hooked arms, no hands, just hooked arms, to hang off of the wall, and it's looking at the door. Apparently it's waiting for us. They are all waiting for us. I did not place the Darrow because the mirrors are going in a circle, and she's always putting the mirror between her and the door. She's constantly repositioning herself right now. Okay. But always keeping a mirror in between the door and her. Well, so party, you don't know what I've done. What are you going to do? Turtle's confused, so she's just going to sit hang back here. This seems like it's about to go south really quickly. <laughs> Does Turtle have scent? Yeah. There you go. She can smell the weed coming off the whiz. <laughs> 100%. Well, and, and Jeb smells faintly of maple syrup, so... Faintly? Faintly. <laughs> At some point, anybody within 30 feet of me is going to have to make a fortitude save for my aura. (laughs) Or they become stupefied. Alright, so yeah, I could teleport two of you across 30 feet into the other room. Across? Yes, across. With the D. Wiz, do you have any kind of stealth? Dude, I'm stealthy as fuck. Got plus 17. (laughs) That's what I thought. (laughs) So if I move Turtle and Jeb across... And then we stealth through. Jeb would need to break his invisibility, though. 
Why would Jeb need to do it? 20 doesn't know where Jeb is. Oh, I have soul sight, dude. I know where all of y'alls are. Oh, mm-hmm. true. I, for- I was forgetting about <laughs> that shit. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying when I was in your room watching you, you could see me that whole time? <laughs> Why didn't you say anything? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that, I mean, it's a six level spell, but I think that gets us a decent way to get everybody into this room. So when you're moving them in, show me where you want to move them in, where you want them to land. So it's a 30-foot emanation, and I can move them anywhere from any point in the emanation to any other point in the emanation. You don't have any sort of silent casting abilities, right? No. Like, you can't cast a spell silently. Nope. I still make noise. Okay. We're going to start... By just kind of setting the scene here, Peach, but I can't imagine you're still on your back after your silly scoot routine. I'm floating, yo. You are you are not prone. You also have a 30-foot fly speed. How exactly are you going to let Jeb and Turtle know what you're doing? Oh, it's just going to happen. You don't have to let <laughs> them know. Got it. Let's get initiatives on the board. Let's start the secret dome fight. You're in the middle of this kaleidoscope dome with this disco globe of colors all across the room. It is chaotic in here. And you haven't even started fighting. Since we're going to be calling that the beginning of this fight to an extent happens when Moonlight casts the spell, Moonlight at the bottom of round one casts... Collective Transposition. What does that look like? I picture, like, in this 30-foot emanation, there's all those bright lights in the other room, but just, like, on the edge of them, it just dims a little bit, and then um, nobody sees it, but Turtle and uh, Jeb, if you can move yourself to right there in front of Peach Pie, you guys are just all of a sudden there, still invisible. Can you imagine being the creatures in this room and, like, you know that, like, a bunch of your soldiers went out to fight a party of people that are coming to attack you. And you know that they die. And then the door opens and there's nobody there. And then a couple minutes later, this, like, shadowy magic goes off in your room. But you still don't see it. That would be terrifying. They, sh- they should all start this fight frightened. <laughs> it's just cinematic. What would happen if I stoned to flesh a golem? Oh, my God. Can you do that? Bad things. <laughs> I have stone to flesh. Oh my god, please. Please, Jeb. Just for the lols, do it. Why do you have stone to flesh? <laughs> please, Jeb. Please do it. I'm literally begging you. There's no save either. <laughs> Range touched. Oh, uh, you know Targets what? It's, it's probably... A human-sized stoned object. It's it's immune to magic. It wouldn't work. Oh. They're always immune to magic. Okay, so... Stone of Flesh negates the golem's anti-magic and its resistances to physical damage for one round. Interesting. Seems like a lot for a level 6 spell, though. Yeah, that sure does. And why do I have Stone of Flesh? Because I got fucking turned to stone by goddamn I've not gotten over that. <laughs> it's been so long. The herd is still there. I was going to turn your golem into a flesh golem, and then (laughs) (laughs) somebody told me that they're anti-magic. Right after Moonlight, transposition to Jebediah and Turtle next to Peach Pie. Jeb, give me a perception check. 
If you want one for Turtle, too, go ahead. She's not paying attention. Nor am I. 23. 23. There's a couple of things that you cannot miss. Obviously, the stone golem is here. The Zolgath that's hanging from the dome ceiling with hook arms. Can't really miss that guy either. The resin seep Zolgath, however, is not visible to you. He is hidden. The one that's literally 10 feet away from me? Yes. Okay. Top of round two. It's your turn. Hmm. And I'm still invisible? Still invisible. How high up is this, the hook limb? The hook limb guy is probably around 20 feet off the ground. I will utilize Turtle's scent. I'm sniffing out this resin boy. Turtle can make a seek action. Was that perception then? Yeah, just perception check. Oh. The resin seep Zolgath also escapes Turtle's notice with that natural one on the die. So what do you do, Jed? I delay. I don't know. I'm not gonna... You delay? Yeah. That takes us over to the wizard. It's your turn. You're still in the hallway. Moonlight spell went off. But you don't know what it did. Possible you may be able to recognize the semantic I mean, components the from before. last time. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you even clenched a little bit at the thought of being just teleported somewhere again, but it didn't happen. I move up to here. I don't know that anybody's really gone to the other side other than I heard the teleport spell. I'm in dragon form. My second and third action. So first action, move up next to him. Second and third action, Murakast Dragon Form. You are fantastic. Hell yeah. Ted, tell me what the wizard's dragon looks like. Uh, he's going to turn into a white dragon. Which is like the ice dragon. Oh yeah, of course. Cold damage for that golem. And that makes you large in size, right? Correct. Later on I can get bigger. You can heighten it. Casting that spell, I'm not going to call a hostile action at the moment either. So you are also still invisible. Verbal and semantic, right? Sorry, there's a lot to it. I'm reading through it all. Yes, yeah, <laughs> verbal and semantic. Okay. There's so much shit. I'm just putting in miscellaneous shit right now. Sorry. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. After the wizard casts his spell, the Hooklim Zolgath, in reaction to hearing two spells go off, uses his first action to leap down from the dome and run over to the first alcove that's to the left of the door. So this would be behind Turtle and the resin seep Zolgath that's hiding. And then he will use his third action to climb the wall in the alcove and make his way around to just above the golem's head on the wall. So he's about 15 feet up right now. Which takes us over to the golem. The golem, in reaction to this, knows that there is something in front of him. Knows there's a two-somethings in front of him. Uses an action called Inexorable March. For one action, the stone golem strides up to its speed, pushing back each creature whose space it moves into and damaging them if they try to stop its movement. A creature can attempt to bar the way by succeeding a DC 36 fortitude save. On a critical success, you would take no damage and bar the way. It's going my way, right? Nope, it's going down the hallway towards the door. So it's going to run right into the wizard and moonlight. Wizard, you're directly in front of it. Do you attempt to stop it or bar its path in dragon form? If you don't bar its path, you could just let it push you back. In fact, you would stay invisible. I'm a fucking dragon. Fuck him. Dragon form wizard. <laughs> All right, give me a fortitude save. 36. Hot shit. <laughs> that saves on the nose. 
so you're going to take half of this damage. As soon as you bar its way, the wizard's dragon form becomes visible. I'm going to say you lose your invisibility drops there. That makes sense. The large white dragon comes into form. With its second action, it's going to do an ability called Slowing Pulse. And sort of like the golems that you encountered outside of the Life Root Stone, this boom goes off and in ten feet around, including the two Zolgaths, are going to need to make fortitude saves. Those are some poor fortitude saves. Yeah, they are. I don't think I'm going to use my hero point just yet. So affected by the slowing pulse that the golem uses for its second action, Peach Pie, the wizard, Turtle, and the hook limb Zolgath are all slowed one for one minute. Is it too late to use my fortitude save now that I know what it is? Nope. <laughs> or my uh, hero point, I mean. I mean, you, you knew that you were going to fail it. But yeah, but now I know what the consequences of failing it are. <sighs> that's it. That's that's stretching it, right? That's not just me, is it? How does a hero point read? Once you know the result of the Batman Hunter's action, there's a. It literally states. And where did you think slowing pulse was going to be? I think I missed him saying that. <laughs> just says you can use to re-roll a check. All right, Peach Pie, I'm doing it. I get a forty. Son of a bitch. Alright, so Peach Pie saves versus the slowing pulse, which leaves just the wizard and turtle, and of course still the hooklim Zolgath. The golem has a third action, which they will use to swing a fist at the dragon that's in front of it. Does a 28 hit. Are you fucking kidding? No, it doesn't. Because I'm in dragon form. And nice. dragon form gives me a plus one to my AC. <laughs> Alright. I am now terrified by its plus to hit, though. Yeah, that plus 26? Like, what the fuck, Tyler? You rolled a two. <laughs> a three would have hit me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That leads us over to the resin seep Zolgath that is yet to make any actions. Right now, the only thing it knows is that the golem's moving forward, or trying to. So it's going to delay. Peach Pie, it's your turn. Rage and attack. The golem. golem. (sighs) 26 to hit and miss. Well, I roll poorly and miss twice. But now I am visible. Not a good start. The Peach Pie becomes visible. The stake driver just kind of bounces off the stone golem's back twice. And it turns behind and looks at you over its shoulders. As soon as Peach Pie finishes their turn, the resin seep Zolgath is going to jump in. He's going to make a hide move. Like, he's, he's going to make a sneak action here, but is going to run headlong into Turtle. So the Zolgath kind of, like, sneaks forward, hits Furry Turtle, and decides that it needs to take a swing. So it wastes its first action. Doesn't actually move anywhere because it was right next to Turtle. And then with the second action, takes a swing at Turtle. Now there's a concealment chance here because Turtle's invisible. It doesn't get it. It rolls a 7 on the die. It needed 11. So it misses. It misses its crit. That's stupid. It takes a, it takes a second swing. Makes the miss chance this time, but gets a 24 to hit. Nah. Okay. So the Residency Zolgath no longer hidden. Swings twice at the invisible Turtle and misses both times. Well, that's going to take us to our floating Darrow friend. 
She floats up 10 feet, flying in the air above the rotating mirrors, and takes a shot with her crossbow at Peach Pie. Peach Pie does a 33 hit. It does. 21 points of piercing damage. Okay. Now that would be weapon damage. Ah, yes. That is weapon damage. I resist some of that. Don't you have uh, temporary HP that... Yeah, that's why it was only showed that I took six. What's your weapon damage resistance? Uh, seven. So does that mean you take no actual HP damage from this? I take no actual HP damage. In fact, I have... One. One. Temporary left. Temporary hit point remaining. I think because the temporary HP isn't magical, taking that temp HP damage is still taking damage. You just have more of a threshold for pain as a barbarian. This is my justification for making you make a fortitude save for the poison that's on the arrow. Perfect. I win. Nat 20 on the die for barbarian. That's a big save. Yes, you do not... Is there something higher than critical success? Yeah, can I have a double critical? <laughs> I am, I actually absorb it and spit it back at this person. I think you've tried that one before. I think I did try that doesn't, one before. Uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and say no on that. Uh, for her third action, she's actually going to fly down behind one of the mirrors that's rotating to take cover from the party, which takes us down to Moonlight. It's your turn. There's so much going on here. I don't honestly know what to do here. I would like to move here, going between his legs. So you're going to tumble through the legs? Yes. How about a 34? That'll do it. Then I move tumble between his legs, even though he doesn't know I'm there, and move off to the right, away from all of the other creatures. That's two out of my three actions. I don't... I don't think I want to do anything with my third action, because casting shield would probably just draw more attention to myself, so... Give away your position. Right. So I actually don't think I do anything with my third action. That's the bottom of round two that takes us up I'm going to choose to go. Oh. Just kidding. Uh, I was going to say, when are you going to go, man? (laughs) Doesn't matter at this point. So, Uh, Jeb... Yeah, Jeb, uh, after the delayed action passes... Did you say it was flying? The Darrow is flying, yes. And you actually don't know where the Darrow is. Oh. Because your perception check sucked before. Well, it took a shot, though. You're right. So that you know it's behind the mirror that's there. So you said it landed and hid behind the mirror. Well, when I say landed, the mirrors are floating in the air. So she goes to hang off the back of the mirror. And do I start floating, too, when I get... That's a good point. Yes, everybody who enters does now have a fly speed in here as well. Well, shit, then I would fly up with my third action. How tall is this room? Really tall? Very 60 tall. 60 feet, I think? Uh, at least. Where does the ceiling open up? At the very top, right above the crystal, is where the shaft in the ceiling is. But keep in mind, the dome is 60 feet at its plinth. So if you're looking at like where you're at, Moonlight, in one of the alcoves, I don't think it's quite 60 feet tall there. Is it 15? At least, yeah. Then I go 15 feet up. But back to Jeb. Okay. Yeah, I'll fly up to this mirror with a charge. Get a sudden charge fly up to the mirror where the Darrow is? Can you do that? Because doesn't charge say stride or does it say move twice? I can't remember. I think that's the distinction. You stride twice. 
Yeah, because stride is an action, fly is also an action. Yeah, uh, so you, you wouldn't be able to do that. You could still fly up to her and then hit her, but that'd basically be all you could do, I think. Yeah, that's fine. How high up is she? They're about 20 feet off the ground. 28. 28 misses. Am I still invisible? Not any Not longer. Anymore. Oh, is that how? Okay. But I could actually have to do damage. Nope, it's a hostile action, even if you don't do it damage. It wasn't hostile, I was just trying it out. Just <laughs> practicing <laughs> my swing. Giving it a shot. Well, then that takes us over to Wizard. You're up. Uh, the wizard in dragon form is going to make a Jaws attack against the golem that he's flanking with uh, Peach Pie. Yeah. I thought you were a dragon, not a shark. <laughs> a Jaws attack. Oh, Jaws attack. I see what you did there. Took me a bit. I wasn't sure. Uh, All right. Uh, <laughs> 42. On the dot for a critical hit. Fuck yeah. Go ahead and let's see that critical hit damage, wizard. Good showing for your first casting of dragon form and your first Jaws uh, critical hit. The Jaws damage is 3d6 piercing plus 2d6 cold. It all nice. doubles, man. So the cold, do I roll anything specific or does it have a weakness to cold that those dice don't matter? Oh, that's a good point. It has a weakness to cold or those dice don't matter. It's going to take 10d6 cold damage because it, wait, does it take critical? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, hold on. So that 2d6 that I naturally do turns into 10 It's fucking better. Shit, I think, yeah. I think it does. I, that's, that's really what I was counting on. <laughs> that's why he went white dragon. That's uh, whatever your normal jaw damage is plus 10d6. So it's going to be 68 plus 10d6 plus 12. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a bitch and showing for the wizard's first dragon form. I'm going to turn into a dragon too. Do it, Jeb. <laughs> I don't ever prepare. <laughs> Not a bad roll. 35 total piercing. Nice. And then 10d10 cold. Fuck. For 69. 69. Fuck. 69. Nice. <laughs> and then second action, I will... Uh, well, I am slowed one, so I only have one more action. How tall are the ceilings in this hallway? In the hallway, 20 feet. Just bite the fucker again. Yeah, I'm going to bite him again. I just wanted to make sure I can escape if I need to. Uh, 34 to hit, and that is including a plus two for flanking. That will hit. 15 on the piercing, so another 28 on the 5v10. So 127 points of damage. Yep. In two hits. The wizard's dragon just bites into this thing's shoulders and just cold crackles of ice bites off chunks of its shoulders. Stone is crumbling and hitting the ground. That was a very effective round. Well done, wizard. Well done. That was excellent. That leads us over to the hook limb Zolgath that's up at the top. He is also slowed from the golem's effect. He is going to lose his first action because of that. For his second action, he's going to climb around on the wall and drops down on the ground behind the wizard in flanking position. But that's all it can do with its two actions. It just climbed into position. I'm about to get wrecked, I think. That takes us over to the golem who is going to use its first action to punch the dragon wizard. Nat one on the die. (laughs) (laughs) 
Matt. You are so lucky. One on the die. Holy shit. All right. It rolls a two and a one. Uh, it's going to do. It's going to make another fist attack. It doesn't exactly. Uh, it's not a complicated creature after its first round. It, this one's going to be a little more of a yeah, better roll here. 36 to hit your flat footed AC. Not a crit. Yes, and again, not a crit because I'm in dragon form. Because you're a dragon? Nice. Alright, and that means the wizard is going to take 27 points of bludgeoning damage, which will trigger a reflex or a reaction from the stone golem called Impose Paralysis. The trigger is the stone golem hits a slowed creature. Wizard, make a fortitude save. 31. A 31 does not succeed. Do you want to know what it does before you use your hero point? <laughs> yes, please. Since I guess we're doing that now. See, I don't like this. I don't like this precedent. <laughs> don't like I'll, the do it for the, I, I'll do it for this combat, and then I can't keep doing You're it. going back. <laughs> and I'm going back. If you fail this save, which a 31 does fail, you become paralyzed for one round. Fuck it. I don't think I'm going to save. I don't, I don't like my odds of rolling higher than an 11. I guess it is less than 50%. <laughs> I'd rather keep my hero point for when I go down. That's fair. Then, wizard, with a 31 on the save, you are now paralyzed for one round. Which means I don't think you have flanking anymore, Peach Pie. I'll just have to get good. You'll have to roll better than a 5 and a 6 or whatever it was. That takes us over to third action. 24 to hit on its third attack. That's a miss. That'll miss. Well, that'll do it for the stone golem, Peach Pie. It's your turn. Well, we're just going to attack. And I get a 39 to hit. Nice. I deal 32 damage. I attack again and get a 29 to hit and miss, apparently. That'll miss. I'll just attack a third time. Yeah, it's AC's like 32, so... And get a 21 and miss. Well, after Peach Pie, the resin seeps Olgath that's next to the still invisible turtle. It doesn't know what's going on, so it's going to start, like, it can't hit whatever it is. It's just an invisible furry wall. There's a bunch of action happening on the other side, so it's going to use its first action to kind of like feel its way around the edge, and it needs until its second action before it can actually get up on Peach Pie. Did it fly right past me? He can't fly. Why not? It's we not don't the, know why not. Oh, it's okay. not. Yeah, you don't know why. Use two actions to work his way around Turtle and attack Peach Pie with its third action. Does uh, 39 hit your flat-footed DC? It does. That's not a crit, is it? For flat-footed, it would be. All right, so critical hit the dagger on Peach Pie, dealing him 35 points. Wait, you said it's a dagger? Yeah. Take some of that off, you bitch. Ah, could you do that for me? (laughs) Yeah, I got it. Yeah, 35 of it, but you resist some. The dagger also requires for you to make a fortitude save. It is covered in that thick resin. Uh, I roll a 2 and get a 24. Just a regular failure there. An additional 6 points of poison damage. And you now have a 15-foot penalty to your speed. Okay. For one minute. And then, oh, you're also clumsy one. And you're also sickened one for as long as you have the speed penalty. Wait, incapacitation? Is it an incapacitation effect? It's a poison that's incapacitation. Oh, guess what? Then I succeed. Oh, guess what? Then I critically succeed. Get 
fucking wrecked. <laughs> that might be the case here. Hold on. What level is it? Fuck me. It's a 10th level creature. <laughs> Get those effects off me, bitch. So let me take all those <laughs> negative effects off. How good did that feel, right? That is so good. God, I love barbarians. You rolled a two on the die. That means and the I only still way critically you succeed. The only way you could not have critically succeeded that was to roll a one. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's insane. Alright, that's that's the resin seep Zolgath's turn. That's gonna bring us over to the Darrow that's floating on the mirrors. Mobility, why do you gotta do me dirty like that? Mobility movement doesn't trigger reactions when you stride to move half your speed or less. Oh, too bad you're not striding. She can't do it. I hit her. Yeah, she's going to. I mean, that's her intention. She's going to kind of move out of the way here. She f- flies backwards away from Jebediah. Jeb, do your thing. 31. 31 hits. Nah, 18. Big bullet hits. 18 slashing damage on the Darrow. All right. And she continues her movement backwards. She flies backwards about 30 feet away from Jebediah, unbeknownst to her closer to Moonlight, the invisible Moonlight, with her second and third action, reloads her heavy crossbow. That takes her two actions? Fucking heavy, heavy crossbows, crossbow. man. Oh, man. Yeah, no, God, that's, a, that's her turn. Her weapon's that shitty. God, do I even want to attack her? <laughs> can we go for the resin deep guy? Yeah, definitely do something to try and control her if you can. Yeah, for her, it's less about... I'm not going to tell you her tactics. Yeah, I'm sure she's got things she can do. She's called the Mind Keeper. Oh, you can see her name. <laughs> huh. You don't suppose that has anything to do with all those brain bits, huh? <laughs> oh, they bit. oh, she's going down. She's mine. <laughs> you don't know that. Don't matter that. Don't matter that. <laughs> all right. Well, after the Darrow uses two-thirds of her actions to reload her damn crossbow, Moonlight, it's your turn. I'm going to use a hostile action. I'm going to try to intimidate her. Okay. By just, like, popping visible and going, boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, while invisible, he's like, I can see into your soul. Fuck that, you're going to intimidate me. Oh, shit. And a 41 oh, to intimidate her. Oh, shit. Oh, that is God. a critical success. Uh, oh, Y- you don't say. I know exactly <laughs> what you're going to say here, <laughs> but go ahead. Uh, she's frightened, too, and fleeing for one round. <laughs> <sighs> that feat, man. Frightened retreat, right? Uh, terrified retreat. Terrified retreat. Such a good feat for Moonlight. To go with what I just said to her, I'm going to need a fortitude save. <laughs> All right. That's a 27. That's a failure. As I say, I can see into her soul. I do spirit blast on her. Oh my god. Uh, 53 force damage to her brain. (laughs) (laughs) I can see into your soul. Curse blat. Wow. Uh, She's flying and the force of that damage starts spinning her backwards. And she's, like, backflipping from the shock and recoil from all that mind damage. Well done. Because of this room, do I have to maintain the flight? If I do, I fall, I guess. No. You're just going to float there. 
nice. Well, that takes us up to the top of the order. Jebediah, it's your turn. I shoot a ray of frost at the golem. I crit him. Damn. Oh, I'm so glad that worked for you this time, oh. Jeb. I was going to say, this, <laughs> this always goes so well. <laughs> and this is 10d10? Yeah, 10d10. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fucking cantrip does 10d10 damage. <laughs> is he dead? <laughs> That's 55 damage. Jeb, after all this time of not being able to hit a golem with the Ray of Frost to save your life. Or spells in general. <laughs> this one shatters into a million icy pieces. Heck yeah. I give the dragon a look, even though he's paralyzed. I'm like, I got you. <laughs> and knowing that the Daro chick or person is, looks terrified, I'm going to just hang out right next to him. <laughs> and move up to the. <laughs> All right, Jeb closes the distance to get right up on the Darrow. Then that takes us over to the wizard who we have to pass because of the paralyzed condition. Did good. You did. You did very well with it. <laughs> the hook limb, Zolgath, however, that's behind the wizard, is going to take full advantage and uses its first action to do something called Raking Claws. And it flexes the hook-like barbs on its claws, and these barbs jut out, and then will use an action to claw at the Paralyzed Wizard. 37 to hit. Oh, it's nothing. 37? 37 slashing damage to the wizard. The Dragon Wizard. God, plus 26 damage? Holy shit. Also, because it spent the action to make those barbs stick out, is going to deal you 1d10 persistent bleed damage as well. Awesome. Then that takes us over to Peach Pie. Your turn. So now the wizard is no longer paralyzed, right? Correct. The because golem would have gone. The golem would have gone at this point, yes. Yep. So the wizard is no longer paralyzed. Excellent. Sudden charge to get in behind that Zolgath who's attacking my friend Dragon Wizard. And if he has an attack of opportunity, he can take it. He does, and he will. All right. Gets a 28 to hit. Miss. Oof. And I wreck his shit. Crit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. 40 is a critical hit. 63 damage. Damn. Big hit. And I you, swing again. You put him down a lot. You do not fuck with my friend. I miss on that one, though. Done. Then after Peach Pie runs to save the wizard, it's the resin seep Zolgath with its dagger in hand will move to flank the wizard with his hook limb friend. Can y'all back off the fucking dragon? Come on now. <laughs> with its second action, it will make a jaw attack that gets a 29 to hit. Yeah, that hits. That's going to deal you 15 points of damage. Give me a reflex save. 35. That is a success. So you're not covered by the resin on the successful strike. And for its third action, it's going to make a claw attack versus the wizard. With a 23 to hit, doesn't look yes. like that'll do it. Then that takes us over to I'll take Ardero. my attack of opportunity. Yeah, you're going to get one because <laughs> they're going to move backwards because they're frightened. 32. That's a hit. 22. Jeb slices the Darrow as they use all three of their actions to flee Moonlight, because they are scary. 
flies all the way to the northeastern alcove, and down, closer to the floor, there is a hallway that she is just at the entrance of, about to flee down. Moonlight, it's your turn. Uh, I suppose I can't see this resin seep guy from where I'm at. Uh, not from where you were, no. Uh, I'm gonna move closer to these guys and cast Consuming Darkness. That's one of my uh, focus spells, where it starts with that emanation. So it's gonna start with a 10-foot emanation. Remind me what this one does. Shadow wriggles before spreading out from you, forming a gateway of clinging, consuming shadows. The first time each turn you sustain the spell, this radius increases by five feet. Each enemy that enters the area or begins its turn in the area takes 2d6 negative damage and must attempt a reflex save. He's going to get a 32. So he takes half. Um, and because he succeeded, he takes a five-foot circumstance penalty as long as he remains in the area. Got it. After Moonlight gets us to the top of round five, and I let everybody know where we're at right here, we have a dead golem. A dragon, that is the wizard, being flanked by the hook limb and the resin seep Zolgath. Peach Pie is backing the wizard up and flanking the hook limb Zolgath in the hallway. Turtle hasn't done anything, it's just sitting here and invisible right now. She's chill. Yeah, Jeb, Jeb was in the air going hand to hand with the Darrow, who is now fleeing from Moonlight, who's coming in through the hallway with some shadow magic. Jeb, it's your turn. The Darrow flees. What do you do? I go right here. Do I fall to the ground? In the hallway, yes. I'm on you the ground. You move into the hallway. You don't fall. You float harmlessly to the ground. Well, as I'm floating harmlessly, I cast a level 5 heal on the Wiz. Not very good rolls. Well, you get 55 HP. Yeah, I'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> I say that in my dragon form, just like the Wiz normally talks. <laughs> Says it in Draconic. <laughs> I'm just like, the fuck? I like how I wouldn't even know if the dragon is the wiz. Yeah, that was kind of my thought, too. <laughs> because you kind of came from out of invisibility, but it's attacking things that I, I don't like. I feel like, like it so. resembles me in some way. Like, the wiz has, like, silver and, like, white hair. Like, I feel like, no. I put two and two together. Yeah. The wizard delayed you leaving camp for, like, six hours oh, for this you. spell. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure everybody would be maybe sorely aware of what this spell is. Wizard, you lose your first action to your slowed condition, which has been rough for you, but it is your turn. Yep. Uh, Jaws attack on the hook limb. Okay, I rolled an at one, so... Uh, for my second and last action, I will attack... Probably just going to go with the hook limb again with another Jaws attack. Okay. 32 to hit. That'll do it. Okay. Uh, 23 damage. 23 damage. All right. Which takes us... Oh, before I move us on. Wizard, persistent bleed damage. You're going to take three bleed. Oh, another fucking nat one on my persistent check? Ouch. I can't critically fail that, right? No, I don't, I don't, think, that, I don't think that's how that works. Thank God for that. Jesus. <laughs> that takes us over to the hook limb Zolgath. They're going to continue their assault on what it considers the biggest threat. The dragon. Blanking it with his buddy. Have you seen that clown? The clown is the threat. <laughs> yeah, it's a nat 20 on its claw attack on the wizard. That's a critical hit for 44 slashing damage. 
It's gonna use its second action to make another claw attack. Oh, you've got to be shitting me. <laughs> I rolled another nat 20. So the Wiz rolls two ones in a row, and then Tyler rolls two 20s against him. Rigged. Sounds like it. 46 points of slashing damage. Wow. I'm very hurt. Ready for this? This is my favorite part. For its third action, it uses an action called Rend. So after digging two hooks deep into the wizard, uses its third action to just slice, and there's rent dragon scales and blood everywhere. We could keep those dragon scales for later. <laughs> 17 damage. And that puts him down to zero. That takes us over to Peach Pie. Peach Pie! Peach Pie! They hurt the dragon wizard! They hurt the dragon wizard! Kill it! Kill it! Kill it! Bernard's very defensive of the wizard. <laughs> it's adorable. 29 to hit. 29 hits. Well, that's good. 37 damage. 37. Good hit. 25 to hit. 25 misses. Oh! Nat 20. There it is. Nat 20 for the crit. 59 damage. Done. You kill it. Ha <laughs> ha! Bernard being defensive of the wizard is pretty cool. I'm actually going to give you a hero point for that. <laughs> for the RP. Take it. It was, it was good. That is not the first time. It's not the first time. That Bernard has gotten upset at the wizard being hurt. That's a thing. I just like seeing it. We don't For understand sure. why, but it's a thing. I've got my reasons. Why does why does Bernard like me? He looks up to you in a bit because you are clearly the one with the most intelligence in the group, even if you're kind of cloudy about it. But also, he just sees How himself you? in you <laughs> with your rainbow robes and his rainbow fur. I like it. I feel like you just insulted us. <laughs> the smartest. <laughs> I mean, I, I am, though. He is, though. <laughs> oh my god, by so much. Uh, I mean, M- Moonlight's got an 8. I don't know what the rest of it is. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> your intelligence is an 8? Yep. <laughs> I'm wise as fuck, alright? What's, what's your intelligence, Jab? Just a 10. 10. Mine's 16. Mine, I've got an 18 wisdom, though, so I am wise. The three casters are maxed in each of their respective mental stats, and then there's Peach Pie. I'm only at a 19 on Oh, you're not Max. That's right. Because I have to be elsewhere. I'm 19, 14, 18, 10, 19, 12. Yeah, you're very mad. <laughs> that takes us over to the resin seep Zolgath, and it... Needs to give me a reflex save. Oh, that's right, because it started its turn. Thank you. It gets a 25. That fails. It takes 3d6 damage. Jeez, nice. 15 on 3d6. Pretty so good. it takes uh, 3D, uh, 15 negative damage All right. and has a minus 10 circumstance penalty. All right. So it is still getting dragged down by these shadows sticking to its limbs. It's going to use its first action to make a jaw attack versus Jebediah. 29. Yeah. 17 points of piercing damage. I raise my shield. Give me a reflex save. Ooh. 22. Jeb catches some of that resin that's seeping out of its stink glands under its neck. So it becomes a success? You're right. It is. What's going on? Okay, I'm going to take it all back. (laughs) This is the thing with the incapacitation traits. So a 22 fails, which means you succeed. I... So nothing happens. It's going to use its second and third action to spray that resin from its pours to emit a line. Now it doesn't know that turtle's there, but it's going to end up getting turtle anyways. 
So Jebediah and Turtle both give me reflex saves. Nat one on me. Uh-oh. 27 on Turtle. The Turtle fails, and you critically fail. Jet's going to take 55 points of poison damage. Hmm. Have you used your hero point yet today? Jesus. Oh, it's just going to be like a smelly, stinky thing. And you're also knocked back 10 feet. Into my giant tiger? Into your turtle. <laughs> so I don't move at all. Well, actually, turtle turtle gets pushed five feet back. Okay. And then you'd be, yeah. So you both get pushed five feet back. Turtle takes 16 points of poison damage. 16? Yep. And my crit was a fucking 55? Yeah, those are some significantly (laughs) different rolls there. Yeah, I mean, even the first 3d12s, there were two 12s. 6d12, he rolled three 12s. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) After that, it's our Darrow friend's turn. All the way in the back. Moonlight, you have gone to the ground level, right? No, I'm 10 feet in the air still. 10 feet in the air still, okay. Roll a d20. If you get a five or higher, you're going to get cover from one of the mirrors. The Darrow's going to shoot at you. I get an 18. Okay, so you have cover on this shot. You're going to take a heavy crossbow shot. 30 to hit. Because of cover, that misses. <laughs> nice. Because of cover and the frightened condition, I would imagine. And the frightened condition. I have it 29 AC, so that gives me a 31. On the nose. She is very frustrated that she just cannot land a hit here. She uses her second and third action to disappear down the hallway to the northeast side of the room. Moonlight, it's your turn. There's only one visible enemy. Well, I guess I'll use my first action to sustain my spell, which uh, makes it grow five feet. We'll go for a will save from this guy. He gets a 35. That will succeed my phantasmal killer. So he will only take 4d6 mental damage. All right. 12 mental damage. And that's still Frightened 1, correct? Yes. Well, then after Moonlight, Jebediah. Top around 6. It's your turn. Hmm. The Wiz is unconscious. <laughs> and bleeding. Battle medicine. 33. The crit, right? Yeah, it is. I always forget what healing is. 4d8 if you didn't raise the DC. <laughs> oh, ouch. Oh, my God. You that might not even... That bleed. <laughs> might, it might not even be enough to survive the freaking bleed. Yeah, that's rough. That's 9 HP to the you. What a crit. Play dead. <laughs> Play dead. High attack. I deal 19 cold damage. Wait, what do you do? You missed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fucking residue from the ice golem shot off. <laughs> you did ray of frost damage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wizard, you have nine hit points. You're on the ground, and you are also still bleeding. So I'm, I'm prone, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I get up. I fly the fuck away. <laughs> I don't like this anymore. Down the hallway towards the opening, or f- deeper into the dome room. I was going to say, don't go too far, because you might alert other people that we're here. Yeah, I wouldn't go outside. <laughs> so the dragon quickly flies down to the end of the hallway right next to the secret door, but does not exit? Correct. All right. <laughs> uh, you could easily do that with the actions you had available to you. Let's see if you die from a d10 of persistent bleed damage. 
Oh, seven points of bleed. What's your check? Thirteen. Not enough to pull out of it. Wizard with two HP, still bleeding. And now you moved yourself too far away to get healed. He's got his resonance. You better use it. Peach Pie, it's your turn. Well, let's kill this last Zolgath, I guess. I move up to it. 32 to hit. 32 hits. 29 damage. Oof. Big hit. All right. I'll make my second swing. 23 and miss. Done. 23 misses. All right. Takes us over to that particular Zolgath, and it is... Oh, wait. It's its turn? Yeah. Oh, yep. Reflex save, right? Reflex save. Get it out. It gets a 32. Uh, that's a success. So it'll take half damage. It has a five-foot speed penalty. Four negative damage. It uses an action to step away from Peach Pie and then attacks Jebediah with his dagger. Scaredy cat should have attacked me. 36 to hit. You will take 19 points of piercing damage. You do not have to make the reflex save for the resin, though, because it lost its use on its last attack and it hasn't re-upped it. For its third action, he's going to take another five-foot step away. Away from Jebediah this time. He's backing up slowly, but he's backing up. Moonlight, it's your turn. So he's almost directly below me. He is very nearly directly below you, yes. Well, we're just going to keep uh, trying to scare to death. Another will save. It gets a uh, 21. That is a failure. Takes 8d6 mental damage. It's 31 mental damage and is frightened too. And third action is to sustain my spell. We just got this one guy left. We're back up at the top of the order. Jeb, it's your turn. How does fast healing work? If you cast it, does it go into the beginning of your turn? Yeah. So oh, it wouldn't yeah. actually act. It wouldn't actually tick for healing until the beginning of your next turn. And the silly dragon has no way to heal yourself. It depends on his inventory. Stupid dragon running away from you. <laughs> There's no way it's Ted. I mean, the whiz, he'd have more intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the dragon form dulls it a bit. Alright. I strike. Step up. Step up and strike the Zolgath. I make Turtle visible. She's gonna bite him. She doesn't like that. He spewed all that nasty on her. Nah, that's when she comes out to get some revenge for messing up her fur, right? Yeah, she, I guess she doesn't really care. <laughs> nah, I'm gonna, she's really mad. She's going to hear him. 33. 33 hits. 15 plus 1. 16 ah. damage from Turtle. Jebediah will also swing for 30. 30 hits. For 23. Jeb, your axe cuts cleanly through this Zolgath skin. It almost seems like its skin has lost that hard scaly factor, and it actually takes it to 10 additional damage to your slashing weapon. Huh. Alright, that's all I got. Wizard, it's your turn. So I had this plant that I was just going to treat wounds on myself because I have healer's tools. And then I was going to pop my um, resonance and start sure. healing. Uh-huh. I'm not trained in medicine. You're not. <laughs> but I have healer's tools. Also, you can't treat wounds. That takes 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, battle medicine's a feat. You'd have to have the feet. Fuck, I don't have battle medicine, yeah. You are, you are all sorts of... The dragon's fucking here. him up, man. Yeah. 
Maybe you'll only take one bleed damage. So really, I have nothing I can do to heal myself. Pop your residence, and you'll go down, and then it'll bring you back up next round. I don't know how helpful that is. <laughs> you don't want to die. And then you'll go down, right? and it'll bring you back up again. And he'll die. And you'll go down, and then you'll die. <laughs> no, I'll get back up again, and then I'll go down and die. Ain't never gonna... Oh, never mind, he's dead. <laughs> I got die hard. I'll be okay for a couple rounds. Oh, you do have two actions. What do you use them for? Uh, I fly back over to everybody. I'm like, I made a mistake going away. <laughs> back. I, I, I panicked a little bit. I took a lot of damage. I got scared. Not used to this whole being frontline fighter thing, right? The, the dragon form, albeit cool, mistake. It was a mistake. <laughs> it was not. You destroyed that no. fucking golem. It was, it was definitely a, a good choice. I got destroyed. Yeah, but you destroyed the golem. It would have taken me forever to chip away at that damn thing. Absolutely. God, that cold damage was just clutch. Yeah, I'll pop that resonance then. That's two actions, buddy. Oh, that's two actions. I don't have two actions left. Okay, I just move up to everybody. And fall. <laughs> you just run back into that. <laughs> and we will find out what happens. One, no, it's one. No, it's two. Oh, oh my wow. god. Alright. The wizard takes one point of bleed on the 1d10. But then uh, rolls a 14 on my persistent damage, so I did fail. You're still bleeding, but now you are actually, factually, at 1 HP. Then, after the wizard narrowly escapes another unconscious clip with death, Peach Pie, it's your turn. Battle in the wizard. I only roll a 3, but I succeed. <laughs> Wonder if he'll do better than the nine he oh got my before. God. You killed the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> it's just two d eight, isn't it? It is just two d eight. Regular yep. battle medicine, pretty garbage. Eight. A one less than my crit. So hopefully that'll help you survive the bleed. Well, now I'm going to sudden charge up to that Zolgath, and uh, we get an attack. Thirty-one to hit. Thirty-one hits. Thirty-two damage. Boom. Not dead. Not dead yet, but boom nonetheless. Oh, what's that? It's its turn? Yeah, it is. Reflex save. <laughs> okay, it gets a uh, 27. Fails. Fuck, takes seven. <laughs> is that enough? Yeah. Seven negative damage? Yes. <laughs> the dot wins. <laughs> the dot wins it out. <laughs> At the beginning of its turn, it fails its reflex save, and the darkness consumes him. Congratulations. We're still in initiative. You are still in initiative just because of the wizard bleeding out, but you have successfully defeated all of the active threats. The Darrow escaped. Let's work out these saves real quick. Uh, Oh, Moonlight, you would have gotten a turn. Would you have done anything? Is there one action or two actions to use those beads? Do you pull him out? Do it, because Soro hates it, and I love that. No, Soro does hate it. I don't want to hear the moan, though, Tyler. Please don't moan. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. I can just cast... I'm just going to just cast Feel the Life. So you pull out the holy beads, right? No, we're doing it because Soro hates it. I'm, I'm just... I'm asking Moonlight, are you pulling out the holy beads? Yes. You notice they look different. Oh. What do they look like now? They don't... Hold the shape of the rose being pierced by the rapier any longer. They are plain beads. You've angered the gods. 
Apparently I haven't done enough to fuck up Aridin lately. The beads don't work, I guess, is the long story short. Okay. I guess I would attempt to cast it and it would fail. It would. That would be my turn. That'd be three actions. Then that takes us to the top, Jeb. To you. We all get two HP. Well, from what? Field of life. Field of life? Yeah. Guess it last time, and then you fucking knocked me off a temple. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, since we didn't really get a good chance at it last time, what's field of life do? It's an AoE heal for 1d8 for a minute. I'm essentially, we're going to stand here for a minute and all get healed for 1d8. And really hope the wizard eventually makes his save. <laughs> <clears throat> this continues for I shit you not 12 more minutes recorded time. The wizard may die someday, but today is not that day. Because undoubtedly a sequence of this in the pod would sound just god awful. For the listeners at home, the wizard bled for a long time. Silly dragon. I mean, realistically, it was only four rounds, <laughs> but it was, was it a only lot four? of. It just it was felt a lot like of, a long time. It felt like a long time because there's a lot of failed chances. By a lot it. of failed saves. By the time everybody got around the wizard and do the administer first aid to give him a free flat check, and every single one just it went bad. But here we are. You guys are starting to heal up. Jeb, uh, Jeb's spells finishing off. The resonant reflection on the wizard is topping him off as well. You guys are still a bit down on a few things, but you know this room right now is empty of active threats. You're also aware that the Darrow escaped through the northeast hallway deeper into the room. survives the crazy combat in the big room with spinning mirrors that makes us fly for some reason. Probably because we're destined to be heroes and save the Aeon Towers. Just saying. Now it's time to chase down that brain-collecting murderous Darrow. The pieces are starting to come together. But what other dangers will we face in this tower? Find out next time as we continue The Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.